Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Well today's a little bit different. I'm actually looking at a camera filming myself as I'm recording the podcast. It's Monday evening, it's fairly late. Uh, Yes I have the glass of red in hand uh, for those of you who are interested in, in, in a little bit of the setup that I have. Uh, when I come to record this podcast. It's kind of a bit of a strange experience because I'm kind of looking at myself in the camera uh, because I'm going to share this on social media later just so you've got a little bit of an expose. You can't see my entire environment, but essentially this is my home office. Um, I, what you can't see, but you can probably see this, is that I, I actually have a kind of a bed, couch sort of arrangement um, here as well. So I flip between a desk, which is over to my left-hand side, and then maybe, you know, for a kind of afternoon siesta, I might I might make it over here. But this is usually my spot, really, for taking some of the calls that I take or uh, the podcast recordings. It's pretty chilled. I've got my legs out in front of me stretched, which you can't see. I was going to flip the camera around, but maybe it won't be the best uh, type of environment for you. So a little bit different. Just wanted to do that. So hopefully it doesn't throw me off my stride too much. Um, what I wanted to share today is really um, some of the observations or the learnings or the lessons that I had from a, a conversation I had with a uh, Property Voice podcast listener uh, on Friday. And so, Stephen, if you're watching, if you're listening, thanks very much for reaching out and uh, wishing the podcast a happy birthday. And actually, I just wanted to say to you, thanks so much, by the way, because you've listened to every single one of the Property Voice podcast uh, episodes. And in fact, some of them more than once, I understand. So uh, fair play to you for sticking it out and I will say this as well, that um, you heard me speak last week and you actually kind of detected a sort of a mood change in the way I was speaking, perhaps, because I guess you know my voice quite well. So um, now I'm giving you the, the, the benefit of a little bit of a, a camera work. I'm actually sorry, a bit warm here because um, I've literally got back from doing a Pilates class. So I did Pilates before I came here and uh, I got stretched a little bit beyond my limit today by the teacher who's kind of, I'm going to call her the smiling assassin. And so I'm actually feeling a bit a bit hot and a bit sorry for myself. But here I am, I'm dedicated to delivering the podcast. So um, as I mentioned, I really wanted just to kind of reflect on a couple of things that Stephen and I spoke about. And it, it really made me think about, you know, the stage that pe- the stage is rather that people are at on their property journey and how there's a sort of a, a, a shifting of tides um, that, that kind of goes along with, uh, you know, where we're at, where we're at really in that respect. And uh, it really was triggered. I'm going to call it the shuns, uh, T-I-O-N, shuns. And it'll make sense perhaps in a minute. So maybe the most catchy thing to say, but you'll get it as I uh, un- un- unravel the conversation. So, and, and Stephen said to me something when we were chatting. He said, I, i.e. he, Stephen, gets uh, inspiration from listening to podcasts. And he was, you know, gracious enough to say that it, that includes the Property Voice podcast. So thank you, Stephen, um, that he's given you some form of inspiration over the years. And there's one or two of you who've kind of contacted me since I put out there that it was the sixth birthday of uh, of the Property Voice. 
you know, 300 episodes, 400,000 downloads, stuff like that. But, um, you know, some of you have listened to all of them from the very beginning. Some of you have listened to all of them by going back and listening to them. One or two of you have just come along recently, perhaps, maybe one or two of you, you're probably not listening to this now, maybe you started and you're not with me anymore. But, you know, it's been a journey, six years, and a lot's changed in my world in six years, and I'm sure a lot's changed in your world. And this is the situation, the conversation I had with Stephen, because um, there was another shun. So the first shun was inspiration. And uh, he says he gets a lot of inspiration from listening to podcasts. And there's another famous one, you know, by two Robs that he listens to. And he says he gets a lot of inspiration from that as well. Um, but he said they're very different. Um, and they are. They're, they're different styles. And that's absolutely fine. I think there's room for different types of um, broadcast media styles and um, and context, etc. in this space. Um, this particular podcast is often me uh, musing and rambling uh, uh, with my thoughts, um, probably thinking at the last minute what I'm actually going to say, uh, occasionally having series and then having guests on that series. So I kind of mix it and match a little bit in that sense. Whereas obviously the two Robs, they bounce off each other much more. Uh, I'm really talking to you, and that's part of the reason for recording this. So you can see me. Um, you don't usually see me, you just hear me. So if you wanted to watch a bit of social media, I might try and get this up on, on YouTube. I've probably got all the cameras set up wrong. I'm probably going to get shouted at by uh, my VA uh, for doing it all wrong. But I just kind of wanted to just to share with you. In fact, I know I've got it wrong. So ignore the fact that I probably won't put it on YouTube. It has to be landscape, I think, to put it on YouTube. Anyway, there we go. So um, uh, inspiration, that's where I was. And so we, you know, we, we get inspiration from um, listening to podcasts, hearing what other people have done with maybe their case studies, maybe read a magazine article. Yes, I write for YPN magazine as well. I'm overdue with this month's uh, issue, which I need to catch up with. So don't tell Anne Gadid and Jane, will you? Because they'll be on my case and they'll know that I haven't done it yet. But I will do it, I promise you. It will be out soon and that will be in the next month's issue. So there's, you know, over 60 articles I think I've written for YPN now. Uh, so you can get some inspiration from that kind of thing. You can read biographies and get inspiration from studying that. You can actually go and meet and talk to people and find out what they're doing and get inspiration from that too. But inspiration is really, is, is getting something from the outward and getting and bringing it inward. Uh, usually. That's what inspiration usually means. See something happen in somebody else and go, aha, I could do that too. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be cool? And so in, I think in Stephen's case, he got some inspiration. And I observed quite quickly because of what he's done. And he started his uh, property journey just a little bit before the Property Voice podcast began, in fact. but So he's sort of grown up, if I can say that, with the Property Voice podcast-ish. And um, he's accumulated quite a significant property portfolio over that period of time. And um, he's obviously worked very hard. And here comes the next shun, which is perspiration. <laughs> so he's, uh, he's had inspiration, which got him going. Then he had some perspiration, some effort, some energy. I guess you could say application as well as inspiration. And so that's, you know, took him a long way. And, you know, he focused on acquiring single lets at a great, you know, great pace he practiced a lot of delayed gratification and um, you know, and also rode the wave of what's gone on in the property market in that period of time. Because you know, he bought he would have started round about the bottom of the market and has kind of ridden the, the wave of the market as well. So great timing um, to have actually got in at that point in time and just ridden the property price wave. And I know, you know, the income stream is going okay. 
he talked about some of the different things by you know investing in individual names for a while and then investing in the company for a while. And there's been an evolution. I didn't mean that one, actually. Uh, but there's been another shun there, an evolution in terms of his journey. So they were the two things we kind of started talking about was, you know, inspiration and perspiration. But after the call, I was actually reflecting. We had a long conversation, about an hour or something like that. And we were just chatting. I was picking his brains and probing into what he's been doing. Of course, by now, he's got a portfolio. Uh, I don't want to say too much because it's not my business to say. So I'm going to try and keep as much uh, of, of his uh, personal information personal. But um, needless to say, he developed a portfolio and done pretty well. But then, then comes the next shun, which is education. Now, education sounds kind of obvious. And, you know, a podcast such as this can give inspiration, uh, sorry, education as well. And, and indeed it does. But the, the context of me talking about education here is, some, is relevant education. And it's got to be relevant education for where we are on our journey, what we're trying to achieve, and what resources we actually have. And if you just think about that for a minute, there's possibly other things as well. But if you think about that for one minute, then we're all different. We're all unique. We're all at a different stage. We've all got different resources and skill sets that we have available you know, to us. We've got different you know, uh, will do, won't do types of lists uh, as well. So the point is relevant uh, education. And you know, when you're picking up information kind of on the fly, whether that's uh, from podcast download or a magazine article or a book or, or something like that, you're picking it up on the fly. And so, in other words, I mean, obviously, you can go and hunt for specific topics. And I do suggest you do that, by the way, uh, rather than just take in everything that's coming at you. Because if you just take in everything that's coming at you, you're getting bombarded with different messages, which might not be wholly relevant to you at your particular point, with your particular circumstances, with your particular goals and needs and ambitions. So I think the idea is to have relevant education. And the way to do that, there's a number of ways, actually. But the first thing is to seek it out. So deliberately find out what it is you need to know. And that's what I call identify your gaps. Identify your gaps and then go and plug your gaps. Excuse me. So <laughs> on the camera, actually, you can see all that happening. So that's kind of weird. Um, so identify your gaps and then plug your gaps in terms of personal development, in, per in terms of education, whether that's formal or, or, or whatever you need to know. So relevant education, but you can get it in different formats as well. So you can get it fairly low cost, as I mentioned, books and magazines and, and uh, mag um, podcasts. You know, these either no cost or low cost resources. But of course, um, it's usually a kind of a one way um, dimension in that sense. Someone's talking at you. Somebody's written, you know, at you and um, you can't ask questions. You can't contextualize it to your specific situation. There's another shun there, isn't it? There's lots of shuns that I don't even think about. You know, these are not in, in deliberate puns, by the way. So, you know, and it's it's not in context with what you're trying to achieve. So I, I need to turn this off because I'm going to, I know I'm going to get bombarded with WhatsApp messages. I could just hear that one go. And so it needs to be contextual. So really the best type of education is like two-way. You could actually go to a training program and then you're also kind of fed. You do get the opportunity to ask questions. Usually it's in a group context, so it's kind of limited. It's like general, you know, general answer Q&A and that sort of thing. Uh, but you can definitely go and get training in that sense. But um, th then you can you can have coaching and mentoring. So that's where you're shadowing someone perhaps. And, you know, difference in a coach and a mentor. Mentors being there or done it. A coach is sort of helping you understand and get and pull out from what's within. 
Um, I, I kind of work in, in, in both ways. In, in a way, I do a bit of men- I do mostly mentoring, actually, and a little bit of coaching. Because I don't want to give you all the answers. I want you to work for it. Uh, so mentoring is because hopefully I've been there and done it. I don't, I don't try and mentor in an area that I haven't got experience in. Uh, and then, funny enough, experience is a key word I'll come back to. But so there's coaching and mentoring that you can acquire from people as well. And that's where you can get interactive. And that's where really it should be personalized and tailored to your specific needs. Um, and of course, as we're going through this type of educational um, mix, what you could take on board, there is a diff- there's a trade-off. There's a trade-off in terms of your time input. There's a trade-off in terms of the cost of these things. Um, but equally, the payoff is that it becomes more and more contextual, becomes more and more personalized You know, as we're going through. Books, books are not that personal and contextualized. Mentoring should be, for example. So hopefully that puts it into perspective. And of course, the other thing, uh, the other way to um, get education is through experience, trial and error, and you know, just putting yourself out there. A lot of people just like to get out there, learn on the go, muck in, uh, make some mistakes, and then learn for next time. And, and that, that's absolutely fine, and that works for a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. I've got no criticism of that, apart from there's still a trade-off, right? There's still a price to pay. The, the price of your mistakes is still a cost. Um, it might be a, a hidden cost and it not, might not be so directly apparent to you, but there's still a cost there. So there's a price to everything. So if you go and get the sort of free resources, the, one of the, price, the prices that you have to pay is that it's not contextualized, it's not personalized, it's not relevant specifically to you and your needs right then. One of the trade-offs if you get paid for training or mentoring is there is a ticket price literally attached to that. And that might not we might be beyond your means, in fact. Although, um, you know, if you're in this game of property, then probably paying for some, some type of support is probably a good idea. Um, depends what your uh, objectives are, but, it, you know, it probably is. You probably get it paid back many times over. And then, of course, the, you know, with experience, the, you know, the, the, the time delay sometimes people have, the uh, bad decision they make, the bad deal they get into has a price attached to it too. So there's always a price to pay education. So that was the next one, the third one, so education, but relevant and contextual to your situation is what I mean by that, because a lot of people get educated, but they don't make it relevant and contextual, targeted, specific, uh, personal to them. So um, that's that one. And then the, the, the fourth shun that I wanted to uh, share with you, which is something I reflected on after my conversation with Stephen, was imagination. And so, of course, another shun. And um, so, what do I mean by that? So we, we can have the inspiration, which is sort of looking out, you know, taking what's out and bringing it in. We can have the, uh, let's start with education. We can have the education, which is relevant and contextual to our situation. So we kind of know what to do, what path we should take, etc. So we've got some inspiration, which motivates us. We've got some education. We kind of know what to do, more or less. Then it becomes the hard work perspiration or application and so that's really you know you know knuckling down doing some stuff and and making it all happen um so converting a nice you know business plan into something in reality and that takes perspiration it takes application it takes effort it's a grind at times so that's that's the third stage uh, that usually follows and then the fourth one is this and i think this is really important because i think this is um extremely relevant if you've been involved in property for a period of time. So Stephen's been involved, I think, seven years. I think he started about a year before the Property Voice podcast began. So he's been involved seven years, done really well. And um, I think he's, he's 
picked up his inspiration. He's got, you know, some education. I do stress some because contextual, relevant, you know, um, how much of it is, uh, question mark, don't know. Um, definitely some uh, perspiration application because I know uh, how many properties he's bought and uh, how he's gone about doing that and, and the sacrifices that he's made in order to do that. So all of those things there. And I don't doubt there's imagination as well. But the thing with imagination is this is, comes from in and goes out. Okay, so um, some people don't have the inspiration, which is out to in. Some people don't have the imagination, which is in to out. And imagination is about being creative. That's what that really means. It's like seeing what isn't as if it was. It's making something that isn't there yet into being. And um, sometimes we can't do that on our own. Um, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be a relatively creative person. I'm not an artist or anything. <laughs> you see my artwork, you would say I'm not a creative person. But what I mean, I'm a writer. I like to write um, fairly, you know, I think I can communicate. Um, I think so anyway. But, you know, so I think that's my creative energy. That's my creative spark. I'm, I'm in the middle of writing another book at the moment. Um, that, that will be my third publication excluding the ones translated into the Korean language. But um, so, you know, I think writing is my my thing. So I think I, I understand, I, I kind of get the imagination, the creativity thing, because it, it kind of comes natural to me. There's things that don't come so naturally to me, and that's what we're all like, right? We've got our strengths and we've got our weaknesses, and uh, we can be strong in one area and not so strong in another area. And the reason it came to mind was when I was talking to S Stephen, was there were a couple of things we, you know, I picked up when I was talking to him, I asked, basically kind of did a mini portfolio review. I was asking him, you know, I didn't ask him, you know, how, what's his mortgage rate on each particular property, but I got a generalistic overview. And um, just like quickly making some notes. So I wish I had the mind map. Um, I should have brought it actually. I've got a mind map over there that I was kind of filling out as I was chatting to Stephen and kind of picturing, you know, his situation, if you like. And um, I kind of played back to him what I was seeing. Uh, and I said, you know, what I'm seeing from you is that I think you could probably generate about 700,000 um, to do something. Um, what you might do is is up to discussion, uh, up to you, actually, Stephen. So, um, but I could see how you could raise quite a significant amount of money from within your existing assets. And he didn't have a lot of cash sloshing around because he was always reinvesting his cash in his portfolio. Yes, he had income that was coming out, but it, was anything, it wasn't anything like 700,000. And forgive me, Stephen, if I'm saying too much information about your personal situation. Uh, I'm not giving any surnames or anything like that, so hopefully um, nobody can identify you. But um, the, the 700K was because I'm aware of certain things that he wasn't. And so you don't know what you don't know. Stephen didn't know what he didn't know. Um, I don't know what I don't know. But I did know some things that Stephen didn't know. And so that's where, you know, it's a combination really of the kind of the education, the relevant education uh, and, and specific and contextual education comes in. But perhaps an outside agent triggering the imagination and maybe providing a bit of inspiration while I'm doing it. So I'm kind of wrapping it all up there, aren't I? Um, and here's the thing. Um, I, I think our conversation will carry on, um, Stephen and I. I'm, I'm sure it will because he's at a crossroads quite literally. So he could carry on doing more of the same thing, which is, you know, pulling together enough money for another deposit on a buy-to-let and, and going again, although prices have risen quite considerably over the years. So that's going to be more challenging just to do it the same way as he has done. But I could see uh, there were ways, you know, that he could access funding from his existing resources 
if he show, uh, so chose to. And equally, he could go in a slightly different direction where there would be less competition than there is now. I've been talking to a lot of people at the moment and they're saying they're finding it really difficult to find good deals and they're going very, very quickly. And that creates a kind of a frenzied atmosphere or a mania. And, you know, if you see frenzied atmosphere or mania, then stay away, frankly. Um, so go looking somewhere else or sit on your hands. Um, so I'm in a space at the moment, personally, where I haven't got as much competition, actually, with some of the things I'm doing. And I've talked talk to you about that because it was the subject of, of the Sprint Challenge, Q1 Sprint Challenge. And so there's opportunities there. And equally, the way in which we're funding and structuring the deals, I call myself a financial engineer. Uh, I think I've kind of realized that's, that's kind of one of my strengths, a financial engineer. Uh, because of this financial engineering, because of some of the imagination, the creativity that I'm bringing to some of the uh, projects that we're looking at, we can actually access certain transactions at much lower levels of uh, equity, personal equity input than you might imagine use that word again imagine and I was conveying this to Stephen and I think you know he he realized that he didn't know what he didn't know and you know this idea of imagination well uh, interestingly somebody else can trigger your imagination I'm pretty sure that Stephen would have gone away and would probably be thinking his subconscious would be reflecting on the conversation that we had and you know maybe ideas were spinning around maybe not the same ones that I'm thinking about now because that's how our minds work right and so um, that, that was it, really. There uh, were the four shuns that I wanted to uh, share with you. There's uh, imagination, education, perspiration, and um, I said imagination first, inspiration. I think I've got them all right. Um, so they were the ones I wanted to share, and a few, <laughs> I threw a few extra ones in uh, as well as we went along. So I just thought that was interesting. And I think the particular ref relevance of that is I often talk to people who are sort of uh, starting out um, in property. And so you, you kind of start at the foundational level and you kind of build up from there. But once somebody's been involved, been around the block a few times, so to speak, and um, has a portfolio of some description, then it becomes, um, I, I could say the word turnaround, um, it might be a pivot, okay, that's required. So a turnaround means it's not in a good shape, probably, um, for whatever reason. Maybe you're invested in the wrong location. If you've invested in Aberdeen, it's gone downhill, for example. That being an example where a turnaround would be needed. Uh, or perhaps a strategy's kind of gone off the boil a little bit and you need to kind of diversify and, and move in a different direction. So maybe do a 180. But a pivot is just is a, is a small fine tune away. And so what I end up, what I'd really like to do is talk to people who've got a portfolio. Because the, the interesting thing is, I go, I go uh, hunting for the gold. And uh, like I mentioned with Stephen, found 700,000 that he didn't, he, he kind of knew he had, but he didn't know he could access. Let's put it that way. And I was telling him how he could access that sort of funding. Um, and then if he wanted to do something, he, he, well, he could. And of course, with 700K, that's a lot of buy-to-let deposits. Or actually, you could take down quite a significant deal uh, for that kind of funding. So, you know, he has a decision to make about which way he goes. Um, but I think, you know, with contextual relevant education, um, having an outside agent, you know, look in and, and give you insights, uh, using your imagination and sparking off of the people, uh, perhaps taking in their, you know, inspiration from other people on a, on a two-way street, not just a one-dimensional podcast like this, um, is really what was on my mind. So I, I did share a social media post about it, and I was thinking what was I going to share on the podcast this week. 
And I do have a few ideas about a, a series actually that's coming up, but I thought I, I wanted to share this because I think if you're at an early stage, the shuns still matter um, very much so. And you, you might be focused much more on the inspiration and the education you know, side of things. But as you mature and as you grow and as you evolve uh, in this world of property, uh, I, I call it fixing and flexing, your, your goals will, will flex over time. Uh, hopefully your purpose will remain you know, fairly fixed, but that can also change. Uh, gradually, perhaps, but it can change over time too. And then your needs in this area will change. And that's where a bit of imagination, you know, is going to come in into the, into the, into the fore, really. And so I just wanted to make sure that, uh, oh, of course, you know, don't forget the perspiration. That's the one I keep forgetting, uh, the application there. So that was what I wanted to share. And hopefully there's something in there that's resonated with you. I, I genuinely hope so. I'm going to have a little glass of red in a second and just say, um, you know, in fact, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, Stephen, you said, I know that sometimes you like to have a um, record the podcast with a glass of red next to you. Well, um, that was often true. Um, but more recently, I, I've knocked it on the head. I actually haven't been drinking during the week at all. And I, I record this on a Monday evening. So I've actually just got, I've cracked open a bottle uh, just to you. So I'm going to say toast, toast to you, Stephen, toast to you, dear listener, who's joined me today on the podcast. As always, the show notes are going to be over the website, thepropertyvoice.net. Uh, if you'd like to talk to me about anything from today's show, you can reach me personally, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net. If you'd like to get on, by the way, just quick aside, the um, my my book, property financing book, is seven hundred seventy thousand words in in the making. Probably one content chapter left to write, and uh, a bit of topic entailing an editorial to do. But I'm really excited because we're on the home stretch now. Uh, but if you want to be the first, one of the first to hear about the book, maybe get on the wait list, maybe be be involved in a pre-order. Why don't you drop a line to Karen, my my VA? my virtual assistant, uh, admin at thepropertyvoice.net and uh, ask to get it put on the book list um, and you'll be one of the first people to actually hear about that. Hopefully that's going to be launched, um, not in April, but possibly in May. So watch that space. And I'm excited, actually really excited about that book because it's not going to be your regular property financing book. It's not all buy to let and commercial loans and bridging. Let's put it that way. Uh, that's three chapters out of 18, I think I've got. So there's over 30 different strategies that are in that. Anyway, I didn't mean to do a massive plug on the book. Um, I'm just kind of a bit excited about it because, um, you know, it's top of mind at the moment, spending a lot of my weekends writing. So there we go. So show notes I've mentioned, how to reach me I've mentioned. I guess there's only one thing to say, and that's thanks very much for listening once again this week on the Property Voice podcast. Until next time, ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.